Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I wanted to sit on a porch with my sister wives, with our kids and our grandkids. Everything's changing. There's been a lot of, dare I say, drama. Everybody's angry. Everybody's angry, right? Another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, who's currently on vacation completely across the country. And yet, here I am. I should have maybe not even brought my travel microphone and my computer, and maybe none of this would have happened. Maybe this is my fault, but I'm recording this episode because I'm kind of in a dilly of a pickle here, y'all. Uh, if you guys don't know, the uh, WGA has gone, stri- gone on strike, the Actors Guild, SAG has gone on strike, and as such, there have been stipulations, stipulations that trickle down to me. Um, as such, I have been under the impression that more than likely leaning towards yes, recapping um, Bravo shows, reality shows might be a bit of a no-no in these unprecedented times because technically that would count as promotion, even if these are reality shows, which are non-union. And because of that, I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I can't leave you hanging. I was going to, um, because I'm on vacation, release about an hour of a Patreon episode and it's on ID channel slash max, which, you know, I didn't really know where that put me because it's a documentary. Like I said, it's like technically reality. I don't, I don't know. 
I'm scared and I'm trying to enjoy the few hours left of my <laughs> vacation. So as such, I'm like, okay, rather than just like having heart palpitations here, just get something on the microphone. We'll talk through it and we'll just see what happens later this week. I do have intentions and plans. I have a guest to talk about um, Real Housewives of New York. And so I would really like to do that. I'm excited about the show. And so I'm like really bummed if I'm not able to. But of course, I want to be in solidarity with these people. I'm not in SAG, but many of my friends are. Not that they have to be. People deserve to be paid fairly across the board, regardless of the industry. And so I don't want to like do anything that's overstepping any bounds. Um, I've talked to other podcasters. They say that they have spoken to people who are more in know than me and that they're going to continue their recapping. But I just figured better safe than sorry for today. And hopefully by the time we get to like Tuesday, Wednesday, things have really been will be able to have been figured out. The blessing for me, though, is that, like, I'm not bound by reality TV. And as long as these people, these celebrities, are acting a coconut, regardless of what projects they're on, we can keep the lights on, y'all. And we have to because I'm under contract. So (laughs) thank God for that. Um, But let's talk about things that are going on. Let's get into our regular pop culture segment for this week. Might be one of a couple. But we'll see. Um, Oh, also, you know, because of this, I don't know how long things might last. If the worst happens, um, if you guys have suggestions for episodes, I can, you know, like, I love profiling different celebrities and people and relationships and all that. You know, like, I talk about everything. So uh, let me know if you have something in mind. I'll think about it. Don't tie me down to anything, but I'll listen. Moving on. We're going to start with our girl of the week. And this is going to none other than Joe Poopy Diaper Jonas, who went on a podcast and said that he had to have lots of therapy after what he describes as a mid-wardrobe shit change because he pooped while wearing white jeans during a Jonas Brothers show. Um, he says, and I quote, I think it might've been a little toot, might've been something else, something a little extra. So it was like a mid wardrobe shit change during the shit, during the set. Try to say that three times in a row. Then it goes on to say to make matters worse, worse, Joe was wearing a light colored outfit when his bowels betrayed him. Let's just say it was a bad day to wear white clothing. Um, I don't, I just feel like... To be a white man, you know what I mean? Like, why, if you got away with it, why do you now need to admit it to us? Why do we have to be in on this story? He didn't say what exactly, what show it was, when this happened, but he did, uh, no pun intended, drop some hints. So if anybody, if the girlies really want to look at what you think might be a, a Joe Jonas shitting himself on stage... Here's your hint. He said that basically, if you look, it's like a um, a mid-wardrobe change. I mean, he's basically like, it's kind of a a, a weird outfit change, all things considered, for the middle of a concert. So there's your hint, and good luck. Don't send that shit to me, please. 
Next on my docket, I was thinking about talking about the fight that happened during the finale of The Real Housewives of Potomac, but then I figured, is it even worth it? Because it wasn't the cast members who were fighting. It was Deborah, a.k.a. Sesame Street, and one of, um, I, I guess, one of Wendy Osefo's friends. It got really messy. I didn't post a video on my anything, but you can find it literally anywhere. It went quite viral and I, it was heated. It was certainly heated. We had Candace uh, throwing a bottle. We had Ashley being on the wrong side of history. We had Deborah, who like, I would like to think that Deborah is, she's definitely harmless. She's just like a very go home Roger kind of energy for me because I think I see her social media behavior like we all did after she got called a cookie monster. Um, You know, there were several times where she decided to clap back, if you can even call it that, through um, the puppetry arts, if you could even call it that. And just being very, mm, what is a scientific word? Corny. And in my terms, Deborah just says stuff. And by that, I mean... She speaks like nobody asked. Like, I know you just got the tussling on camera and it just went on TMZ and I get that. But still, Deborah, nobody asked. And yet you felt the need to say something. And then the things that she says are so stupid. Like, what she said in her caption was basically like, oh, why don't we run that tape back and you see that I... First she tried to paint herself as a victim, but then was like, run that tape back because I actually like rock that girl shit however she said it, which was like, why would you want us to go back and look at you assaulting somebody? Is that something that you want us to look at? Or maybe you want us to let that one slide before you get in trouble? You goofy. (laughs) See, she does the shit where she's trying to act like she's alpha, but then it's like, what are, what are we doing here? Lady, my lady. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe I did want to talk about it, but that's really all I wanted to say. So Anyway, (laughs) there's another story that I'm feeling conflicted about. It actually just broke that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Erica Jane slash Girardi, whatever you want to call her, went to an event hosted by none other than uh, one of the victims or the mother of one of the victims of Tom Girardi. If you guys remember, if you watch the Housewife and the Hustler special, um, she, her, the mother was on, uh, this was the guy that had gotten severely burned in that house fire and was like waiting and waiting on Tom to get the settlement money back to him. And he never did. And he's like, got all this, these mounting hospital bills and like pain that he's going to have to endure for the rest of his life because of these extremely horrific burns all over his body. Um, but he still has not gotten money from, well, I think maybe he's gotten like a little bit since all of this came out possibly, but I could be wrong about that. I'll have to double check that. With that being said, Erica went down to this, um, event. One of the, the mom owns a business called Paul's ice cream. So Erica went to this event because they're actually filming a documentary, I guess, as a part two to this whole situation. And yeah, Erica showed up. She showed up giving uh, like a Barbie core, but very serious look. Um, she 
sat down and actually talked to these women. And I just am of two minds. This is why I'm conflicted. First of all, the paparazzi pictures are like extremely obvious. It's like she called them when she was in the car. Like, I'm 15 minutes away. Get ready. I'm going to powder my nose. And then I'll hit you with a couple angles. Like, it's just very yike to me, given the situation. You know what I mean? But then I'm also like, I also feel bad because I'm like, would Erica have done this? What was the change of heart? You know, because we've now seen multiple seasons of Erica being like, literally, I don't give a fuck about anybody but myself. And this, that, and the third. Like, it was like pulling teeth to get her to admit that she felt bad and, you know, didn't go into that spiel about how she's fighting for her life and the lawyers are telling her not to say this and whatever, but, like, it's all about her. Y'all saw it. I'm just finding this just very interesting that now all of this is extremely public. We have great tagged photos of Erica walking in and just looking very glamorous and hugging the mother of the victim and taking pictures of the step and repeat. And I just wonder like, damn, did it take this to get Erica to do it? Because that's like a really bittersweet moment for the victims, right? Like it, it we had to get to this point. I hope genuinely that like Erica had a legitimate heart of change of hearts and like this is just all part of the timing of it that she was like okay I will be more than happy to do this and like I don't know but it it's giving you know what I mean but I also hope that this is beneficial for them I really do next on our docket really like I, I happened to see it come across my phone while I was like doing whatever vacation stuff and I just had to like pause and really reflect on this (laughs) more more anal talk here everyone's business but mine this is what we get y'all um let's get these unions together okay before I fall apart (laughs) but so uh Gwyneth Paltrow did and asked me anything on her Instagram and somebody people had questions the first question being do you look at lick ass Gwyneth? G W I N E T H X X. And then she responds, not generally, no. <laughs> and then the second question is, you guys, you got a little homo in you or nah? And her response is, these questions are epic. Okay, you guys, how are you? I'm going to leave it up to you guys whether or not this is going to be on Patreon. Well, probably not. It's actually probably not. So let's talk, right? As you all know, October 24th, 2023, a day that is will be written in infamy. Britney Spears, The Woman in Me, her memoir is going to be coming out. Ghost written by Sam Lansky. The world will never be the same. Okay, I am excited. Not the word. Obviously, we're going to have to talk about it. And obviously, I think... I try to be, like, mostly fair in terms of, like, content. Because I know all of us, 
all of us are going to be talking about this book. So is it fair to me to be putting it behind a Patreon when you can hear 17 other podcasts talk about it for free? No. So I'm probably more than likely going to put it on the main page. Um, With that being said, should we do like a book club moment for like a month or a couple of weeks where I just have like a corner where we talk about it? Or... I don't know. I, we have some time to think about it, but like, let me know what you guys would like in terms of a format. I would really be interested in hearing it because we're going to talk about it. We have to talk about it. It's my duty as an American. So let me know what you guys think. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You guys, it happened. I cannot believe it. And I feel partially responsible. And I'm just going to say that. As a few of you guys know, I um, listed in my first episode Jordan Woods as one of the patron saints of this podcast. I just admire her. You know, I look at her like a like a niece or like a little sister. I just feel like she's managed to navigate this post-Kardashian life in a pretty chill way. She's doing her thing. She looks great. She's got a man who I'm told, y- y'all know I don't basketball, but I'm told, and I just have to tell the truth, I saw a couple weeks ago her boyfriend trending and I said well let me look and I guess he had stated a quote something along the lines of him you know like when all is said and done with his basketball career he will go down as a legend and unfortunately the reason why he was trending was just tweet after tweet saying like baby absolutely not so but she seems very happy very into him very in love it's like a you know just two light-skinned people having the best time in the world right with all that being said four years ago when I last visited Los Angeles a monumental thing happened and that was the official announcement that Kylie Jenner was pregnant with Stormy at the time I had known this quietly and privately. However, the official confirmation was an exciting time for me, I have to say. I remember where I was. I was at the Broad, looking at that big-ass dining table. Y'all know the one if you've been there. And being like, oh God, 
I wish that my phone wasn't on 52%. Why are people texting me congratulations as if it was my own pregnancy announcement? That's neither here nor there. I'm back again. And what comes across my eye is video of Jordan and Kylie Jenner back together again. I never thought I'd see the day. I thought Tristan had officially weren't ruined everything with regard to them. And I could not be more thrilled to see them together eating sushi as besties. And I'm happy for them. I'm more happy for Kylie that Jordan's going to be back in her life than the other way around, you know, for reasons that I'm not going to get into. But I'm happy. And I'm happy for a little Stormy. Um, Here's the thing. I'm also, we have to give... Can I get a hell yeah this week goes to patron St. Jordan Woods because I clocked it in those photos, those paparazzi photos where she knew this was going to be a moment for her. She wore none other than one of her own dresses from her collection, this gorgeous red mesh dress. And that actually, you guys, I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but there was some quite some drama that happened when Jordan's um, dress line dropped. Now, this particular dress that caused the drama was the one that she was wearing. It's red. It, like I said, it's mesh. It's like a maxi, like very skin tight, like sexy type of dress. Really cute. So there was a lot of drama that happened a couple of months ago because there was a fashion blogger. I, I believe her to be like a plus size blogger who really went in on the quality of the dress and was like, this is bad, like bristly, like cheap mesh or like itchy mesh. Or She felt like the quality was not great, especially for the price point. And she was like very critical of the whole thing. Come to find out, allegedly, this girl, you know, the internet is bored. Somebody will find your shit. If they feel like you called somebody out, they will this, the clock is ticking for a this you. So you better make sure your side of the street is real clean before you start accusing people of things. Anyway, people found out in about 7.5 seconds that this woman, this blogger, actually, because they kicked it down over to her LinkedIn, worked for none other than Khloe Kardashian's jean company, Good American. And that was just real interesting. Real interesting. Jordan actually clapped back at this woman in a very lovely way, broke down the explanation of why they picked this for particular mesh and why, you know, you have to be very like, you know, mesh is a very finicky fabric. And she really went in on her in a very graceful patron saint like way. So we love to say it. I say all this to say shout out to you for recognizing a moment, recognizing a moment. And was like, I'm going to promote the hell out of my dress line. I see you, girl. And I love it. <sighs> Another day that will live in infamy. Just a few days ago, the trailer for Sister Wives was released. I screamed. I screamed. And I was just... <sighs> it was like thinking that you're going to get in a moose-bouche. And getting a whole Golden Corral buffet. I did not know how satisfied and how satiated and how well fed we would all be by this trailer. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I thought 
perhaps maybe the next season I was still going to be very much enjoying it and I also like I know what I'm getting with Sister Wives because let's be real seasons 1 through 15 were real right so I'm like accustomed to that and I kind of figured it would be maybe like a return to form in that Like, just not being this bombastic, heavy-hitting season like it would be last season. But I think, honestly, the trailer for this one, actually quite better than the one from last season. And I am ready for this. I really thought they were going to have a... I, I feel very strongly. Like, Christine had her victory lap season you know, her Jordan season, right? And so I felt like they were going to probably try to capitalize off that. And obviously she's in Utah to their Flagstaff. So they were going to have to have kind of like two different shows, whatever the hell's going on with Christina Truly in Utah. And like, you know, um, what was I going to call her? Ashlyn Aspen, (laughs) Gwendolyn and the whole crew up in Utah. And, you know, whatever the hell dumpster fires going down in Flagstaff with the rest of the Brown family. And I thought at best, like maybe we'd just get like kind of a slow burn of Janelle and Cody's, like the end of their relationship. That's what I thought. Dead ass wrong. If you guys haven't seen this trailer, run to my Instagram at everyone's business, but mine. I also posted it on my Twitter at EBBM podcast. Go check it out. Even if I had, like, honestly, dozens of people being like, I have never seen this show in my life. I think this might be the first season that I actually watch. So let's just, like, get into some high points of what we, whew, what really made my titties sweat, okay? So we start off pretty, um, I don't know if strong is the word, but it starts off with Cody talking about, like, where he's at right now. Like, Christine's gone. I don't even know what to do with Mary. Cut to... <laughs> A shot of Mary just, like, looking at the camera with her arms crossed. Like, imagine, like, the opening credits of a 90s ABC, like, you know, TJIF show. And they want to show, like, the bad kids. So he's, like, leaned up against the locker and, like, looks in the camera. Like, that's what Mary's giving. I don't even know what to do with Mary. Mary, at what point is it enough for you, like, the humiliation fetish, can we look into it, babe? Like, he has been talking cash shit about you for years now. I don't even know what to do with her at this point. The man's hands are tied. Cody, who has had 70,000 bad ideas and will never admit defeat, has finally been like, I don't even know what to do with Mary. <laughs> I've tried everything everything to get this woman away from me and I my hand I I don't know what to do (laughs) we have Janelle asking Cody how do you feel about polygamy because I kind of wonder if you're really interested in it we have her sitting down with um Christine saying I don't think I want to be married anymore and Christine who's clearly known this for probably a year or so has to sit there and be like really Oh, wow. That's crazy, girl. Then we have Mary saying to Robin, 
you know, there's no question that Cody wants nothing to do with me. And then Robin's saying, in typical fashion, Cody's going to do what Cody's going to do. So, listen, this this is why I can't take it. I cannot take it with Robin. Because how long has she also been leading that sheep Mary, trying to keep her in this marriage? I need her to hang on. Hang on with me, can you? Please. And Mary's like, I'm trying, girl, I'm trying. And Cody's like, I don't even know what to do with her. And now, now that there's truly no hope, she's like, well, Cody's just going to do what he wants to do. Then why did you make me hold hands with you in that field, monster? Why did you do that? Then we have my three Gs, Gwendolyn, Goofus, and Gallant, Gabriel and the other one talking with uh, Christine and Janelle about how they're like, Gallant is basically like, Robin, you can have him. We're old enough. We don't need a father figure anymore. That's it. And the other kids are just nodding like, yep, we agree. Done. They're so done. Then we really start cooking with gas when we see the beginnings of a fight between Janelle and Cody. She's in her college apartment that she had been talking about since that, uh, you know, trailer fifth wheel, whatever, didn't work last season. And she's like, Cody, it's not just me. Don't point the finger just at me. And it's like, thank fuck. Because we know that this man has been slip and sliding pussy popping on a handstand trying to act like he is a victim to polygamy to every single one of his lives to Mary which I'll give him you know he can have that one to Christine to his children to COVID to the protocols to you know the quickly receding hairline that he keeps trying to like perm the fuck out of the rest of these dry ass tentacles to try to hide the gaps and it's just a never-ending battle to you know probably Ariella who's still sharing in the bed with him and Robin who's like kicking his ankles every 15 minutes to you know just all sorts of things all sorts what was I talking about oh the point is I'm very happy that Janelle is now holding his disgusting feet to the fire and being like you're not gonna put all this on me you're not The only thing that I think might be a little bit of cap is Mary eventually saying later in the trailer, I I just want you guys, she's talking to Robin and, and, uh, and Cody and saying, I just want you guys to know that I'm not going to be around because this isn't what I wanted. And that just to me is like, given what we know about Mary and her history of breadcrumbing and like wanting people to follow her and whatever the fuck, this just feels like, you know, like I'm going to go on an extended Lulro cruise. And then I'm going to go to Disneyland for also for Lulro. And then I'm just going to like be up at that haunted mansion. Right. And that just feels like some shit that she would say, but then it's followed very quickly by Robin and her aggressive eyebrows, just like lifting and tearing and going all akimbo on her face. She's crying about how, I just wanted to be with my sister wives on a porch sitting out with our grandchildren. And let's just like really unpack how Robin, and I never really thought about it until I watched this trailer. Robin's goal, her ultimate fantasy, Cody's not there. Cody's dead. She keeps talking about 
her sister wives on her porch and they're thinking about all the good times and they're looking out on the canyon or the, the mountains or whatever and the grandchildren are there. Cody's never there. Cody's never on the porch. Where's Cody? Is he like on the couch watching football? She never really talks about Cody. It's just her and the sister wives on that porch with their little swings. Cody's dead in her dreams. Does he know that? Has he thought about that? Because it just occurred to me. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Has he considered that? <laughs> And then Cody says some dumb shit because he really like likes to lean into this like not only is he a victim, but he's also like the dark knight, right? Like, you know, I tried so hard to be the good man and now that it's not working, I should just be the devil that I think I am. And it's like, I don't think that's the quote, Cody. I think it's the devil that everybody else thinks I am. I'm just going to lean into it. Like it would make a lot more sense that quote, right? Like everybody always thinks that I'm this. So I'm just going to lean into it now. Cause why would you think that you're the devil? You dumb bitch. But anyway, the end of it is a very epic fight between Cody and Janelle back in that college apartment where, where Janelle points in that man's face and says, shut your fucking mouth (laughs) when he talks to me. And then he can't take it. He cannot take it. He puts on his leather jacket and tries to ride. She tries to grab his little sleeve to get him to stop from leaving. And she said, if you leave, it's over. And he closes that door and she says, fuck you. (laughs) Woo! I've never been, you know, I feel so alive for the very first time. (laughs) And I think I can find. I loved it. I love it. Y'all never thought I was going to drop some POD lyrics on you, did you? And yet, this is what you come here for. (laughs) We are so blessed. I got to talk about this show. Get your shit together, SAG. I can't. I can't not talk about it. It premieres August 20th. So we got a couple weeks. I am beyond excited to talk about this season. The trailer was giving. Ugh. Mm -hmm. okay with that we're just doing a mini episode you guys I want to talk about the things that I experienced in LA because a lot of you like reached out and um wanted to have recommendations and things like that so um let's get into it I got here a few days ago and 
I made it a, a stop at a place called The Woods. That was my first stop. It is Woody Harrelson's um, little shop, little greenery shop, if you will. And it has an outdoor situation where you can enjoy yourself, little cabanas, comfortable chairs, just beautiful. Like middle of Hollywood, like West Hollywood, like just cute little vibes. There's even a little bird out there. He was very lovely. Very cute. Didn't get his name, but it was a time. I had a great conversation with a man at the entrance who told me that he was Woody Harrelson's good friend. He said, I'm just up here from San Diego, just here to like kick it and work. I'm like, okay, great. And then I was wearing, if you guys know Fresh Alina on Instagram, uh, she goes to Amy Trap House on Twitter. She's Fresh Alina. Um, she has a t-shirt line and one of her t-shirts, I was just like, I need this. I had to get it during Black Friday. A, you know, like kind of a classic, you know, like we're all wearing these like old school, like rap album cover style shirts, right? And so hers says Lovers and Friends on the top. And it's a picture of none other than Angela and Michael from 90 Day Fiance. And he took one look at my shirt and he said, Ooh, that's a crazy show. And we had a great conversation about Gino and his hats and just how like wild <laughs> they both are. And it was a lovely conversation, a lovely entree into my time in LA, if I do say so myself. Um, let's see, what happened after that? Oh, I, you know, had a lovely time. Oh, if you guys, again, you got to follow me on Instagram at everyone's business but mine. I had to take something off of my list and I had to, cause y'all know my heart is that like, I like to be influenced in like bougie food ways and I will spend the coin. I'm going to spend it on my business account cause I'm talking about it and it's about celebrities, but I'll spend a coin on like a fancy bougie food situation. Right? So the girls had been talking about these celebrity smoothies at Erewhon. They have like a rolling list. Like it's a seasonal, like, you know, Kourtney Kardashian's done one, of course, with matcha, whatever. This time they had Hailey Bieber's strawberry glaze smoothie. It's almond milk. It's got hyaluronic acid. It's got these fancy Harry's berries, avocado, date, maple syrup, um, collagen, stevia, sea moss, coconut cream, and a strawberry glaze, all for the low, low price of um, $17. Um, So I got that. And then I also had seen on TikTok, there was a, um, a couple of little salmon kind of things. There was a sandwich. It was like a basically like deconstructed sushi. One was a salmon with like a crispy rice crust and like salmon bits in the, not salmon bits, sushi bits in the middle, like your salmon, your tuna, you know, whatever. And then the other one were these like little bites. So I opted for the bites and that was a mistake. Um, I will say that between the, uh, spicy tuna bites and the smoothie, it was, a uh, $38 for those two items and didn't even finish the tuna, the spicy tuna. And so that was hard for me to swallow, but I will say the smoothie was very good. $18 good? Never. It'll never be that. It will never be. <laughs> there not could not possibly be a smoothie on the planet worth $18. However, was it good? Absolutely. So, and it was also very pretty. 
and you know, I'll pay 40 cents for a look. I'll, I'll pay 40 more dollars, 40 more cents for a good aesthetic. I will. But that would leave us still at six, 1760 and I'm still hurting about that. Still hurting. Feels like you should be able to go back and get a free refill. <laughs> Feels like you should. Now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm I'm feeling feeling bad. But you know what? That's for next year's taxes. We'll have to we'll, we'll worry about it then. My only other complaint was that I didn't spot like a celebrity there. But however, my wish was granted later. We'll get into that in a second. Um, later that night, I went to dinner with, you guys know her and love her, Rachel of Hollywood Crime Scene. We had this lovely, incredible dinner. We went with her boyfriend, Brendan, and they were like just two lovely people. I'll tell you what. You know what? If I didn't like Rachel so much, I would be infuriated. She looks like an actual doll and her skin is like incredible. It's, it's sickening. It's actually disgusting, but she's lovely. She's so lovely and she makes up for it, which is actually even more infuriating because she's nice and she's actually really pretty. So I'll think about that. We are hanging out again later. <laughs> so I'll tell her about how infuriated I, I find her that she's pretty. Um, but we had this lovely, lovely dinner. If you guys are ever in Echo Park, we went to Bacchetti. It's incredible. Get the focaccia. Get the honey butter with it. We had pasta, pasta, pasta. All of it was incredible. Desserts, just amazing. You know, when you find people that you um, vibe with in a culinary sense, everything really comes together after that. You know, like, what could we possibly fight about? We order the same foods and we like to eat. So that's the human experience. What what more could you ask for? Um, after that, we went to, uh, a bar, we went to grab some drinks and well, I grabbed some drinks and, um, we met up with my friend Jay. He's been on the pod before y'all have heard him. We had a lovely time. And, um, then the next day I went to lunch with my lovely friend Meredith and she, we had a great time. We went to this place in Beverly Hills, like peak Beverly Hills called The Hideaway. And if you guys ever want to have like a Beverly Hills experience, but not pay too much money, go to their lunch. They have a prefix. It's like $35 or something. It's so good. The drinks are going to be like 20. So keep that in mind. (laughs) But it's a filling three course prefix. I highly recommend it. If you happen to come across a waiter named uh, Dylan, you won't even know. I'll tell you, you won't even, you'll know who he is because he dances. He dances like somebody who, uh, I shouldn't have said his name. Should I? <laughs> no, I probably shouldn't. Have. But I think he like he loved the attention. He dances a lot. He is very um, attentive to the table. He'll come to your table out of every three minutes to ask if you're okay. And there's always some sort of instinct dance move that goes along with it. And is it on beat? Sometimes. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Anyway, this is when I had my Hollywood experience. Because in walks Simu Liu, you guys. And let's just say all of this is a legend. However... Allegedly, I witnessed this man, and let's just like set the scene. 
this is like I think there are two dining rooms, but it seemed like they were only having they were only seating people in one in like the smaller dining room. It's like very bright, very sunny, and it looked like the other place is kind of private, right? That doesn't matter. Say all this to say, the dining room that we were in was made, I don't don't know, it was pretty cozy. We'll just say that. Um, In like a rectangle shape. So he sits there and he's seated at the very back with his back to the restaurant, meaning nobody would know unless you really know what Leo's back looks like that that man was in the main dining room, right? So he's sitting. Granted, he had to sit. He had to walk across everybody to do that. But like, there really weren't that many people there. I'm talking like, maybe like 50 other people. Maybe nobody was clocking. Well, like, I, it was not weird. It wasn't like everybody was like, oh my god, nobody went up to this man. Nobody outside of like probably people looking at him. Nobody did anything. But anyway, allegedly, before he sits down again back to the dining room so nobody would have recognized him he allegedly makes sure to do like a whole 360 pan of the dining room being like wow i hope nobody sees me but yet everybody could see me because why would this man be doing a whole 360 pan allegedly at the entire dining room you know seems like something that would bring attention to the eye so then he was there for a few minutes sitting there and then again i'm telling you not nobody bothered him couldn't even see who he was nobody's whispering nobody's pointing nothing like that he makes after a few minutes asks the guy to move him into this like they have it's like a very cute setup like very like i think like french bistro and there are these like sort of cabana style areas that have like little muslin curtains right so he asked to be moved to the curtain and they just moved like one of the curtains so it just covered his body but like nobody else could see him and it was like girl girl allegedly you're doing a lot here you're doing a lot i don't even know what part of like the marvel cinematic universe is in fact i only know he's a part of the marvel cinematic universe because they mentioned it on selling sunset when Chriselle was helping him buy a house and he seemed very nice but my impression of the whole thing was that like the man wanted people to know I'm somebody and I so I need privacy even though he was getting it (laughs) he was very much getting it it didn't really make any sense to me maybe I'll give him the benefit of the doubt maybe he felt uncomfortable. Maybe the people sitting next to him were being weird. I don't know. I don't think so. Given the lead up, I find I would find that hard to believe. But anyway, you guys, um, is that it? Is it all that's worth mentioning? Yeah, I mean, I've got one more day. I'm going to make the most of it. Had a great time. Had some brunch with some New York friends, actually. So shout out to y'all. And uh, yeah, we're going to have fun. I'm going to go back to the pool. I'm going to hope that, you know, the strike gets handled and everybody gets their fair share of payment and get these streamers residuals, right? Get these actors on these streaming shows residuals because they absolutely deserve and the residuals that they deserve. Right? Because there is a 
uh, what Kimiko, oh, I can't think of what her last name is, but she was one of the stars of Orange is the New Black, like the first couple of seasons. And she just went viral talking about like going through the list of residuals that she got for Netflix, which like, if we really want to wrap our, our minds around this, think about how many of us join Netflix because of the popularity of Orange is the New Black. And to see her pan her camera down on her list of residuals and to see the total be $27. $27 for like dozens of episodes that she was in in residuals. I, it's, it's shocking and it's horrible. And, you know, I think we do have this impression that like the celebrities that we're mostly exposed to are these like upper echelon one percenter celebrities who are making like bank 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 for every project but that's not the case for many of these people and so they deserve the compensation and you know like why fuck bob Iger. let's just keep it at that okay let's fuck that guy fuck him and uh yeah shout out to you guys like i said i'm gonna enjoy the rest of my trip Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. If you're able to, um, give me a five-star review on either either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. If you are part of the union and you have any insight into anything that I talked about, anything that would help a podcaster, let me know. I'll post it on my Instagram stories to help everybody else out. Um, yeah, we're all in this together, y'all. Love you.